Rules light. Gay heavy. Knees weak. Mom's spaghetti. Listen to us truly earn the explicit podcast tag on Roll Gay Role Play. Where we roll with sass and kick some ass. Our dysfunctional party isn't afraid to get our hands dirty. Feel free to interpret that however you want. So violence is on your gay agenda. Come join our campaign at Roll Gay Role Play. And, and may Yonce be, be with, with you. you. Welcome everyone to a brand new episode of The Guild, our playthrough of Fellowship by Jacob Randolph, 2nd Edition. I, for this mini-campaign, will be your overlord, Dennis Foray. And with me, I've got some nice characters for our high fantasy campaign. Uh, hello, I'm Logan, and I am playing Mork the Orc. Uh, hi, I'm Kashan, and I'm playing Lil Willy. <laughs> What's up, I'm Adam, and I'm playing Baldrick Trotter. Hiya, I'm Jesse, and I'm playing Dinah Thraka. Now, if you didn't listen to our episode zero, uh, you might want to to get to know these characters a little bit, because you've missed a lot uh, in this campaign thus far. These people have been adventuring for at least six months now as an adventuring party, attempting to get status gained by the guild themselves. What's the guild? What's the world of Ari? Here's where I'm going to put in the pre-recorded thing I'm going to record at a later date. That's going to explain everything. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Editing! Boom! At first, there were the gods. Blessed be their many forms. They ruled over the land of Ari, taking their fun in whatever mayhem they could cause for each other. But as gods do, they grew tired. They created the men of old, and they created monsters. The gods watched them struggle, but eventually, something else was born. Heroes. These heroes went on epic adventures, quests spanning the lands of the Ari. Undertakings becoming celebrities of their own rights. Until a battle grew so ferocious, so strong, so virulent, it broke the Ari in four. Not much is remembered in detail about this epic struggle, other than the sinking of the Kingdom of Argalon. To ensure such a catastrophic event would never come to pass again, a guild began. This guild would monitor our heroes, make sure that adventuring parties were legislated, regulated, and had everything they need. Because as you know, if you become a great enough hero, Eventually, the gods will accept you into their own ranks, to a plane in the afterlife just for the best of heroes. Blessed be the gods in their manyed forms. We find ourselves in the town of Bygone. If anything, it's more of a suburb of the world of Ari. A lot of races congregate to start families, buy a fresh plot of land, and change it up a little bit in their life sides, but also just relax a little. Ever since the shattering of Ari itself, we find that people of this continent are missing a lot of the details of the past. There's a lot of ruins everywhere. 
which makes it the perfect place for an adventuring party that needs one final task to become a guild official adventuring party. We find Baldric, Wilbo, Dinah, and Morta Orc heading to a wizard's college as they attempt to gain the final quest they need for their full guild appearance. We see four beings, one of them very tall and fungal, with the smallest fucking eyes you've ever seen. Green, because it's a fantasy game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Below him, we see ever-attentive and ever-milk-toast, a small person who is the most blank slate, another smaller person, but more small in the legs than they are their arms, because they're fucking jacked. And also, we have the closest representation of a small clown that you've ever seen. <laughs> Orange frizzy hair. <laughs> and an often bright red nose. The large doors of the college gates open as you are met with an older man with very thin, almost balding gray hair. You see him in his adorned wizard robes that you would know from wizards you've met throughout your life. You know, these wizards, they're kind of, you know, rich boys. Their dads can afford for them to get into wizard college so they get to learn all the spells so they get more powerful. But we don't need to get into all of those politics right now. This man greets you as Aurelian Soul, the headmaster of the bygone wizard's evocation school. Ah, oh, adventurers, correct? It's been quite some time since I've had to hand out a quest. Please, please follow me. You head through the campus of this school, which oddly looks a lot just like Yale, as you head through the manicure bushes and <laughs> white marble fountains. You eventually head into a building you can assess is probably the main office area. You head in through a uh, portcullis and up a winding stairway until you reach Aurelian Soul's office. His office is adorned with many of the stereotypical wizard things you would see, scrolls and tomes everywhere. Kind of disheveled a little bit, you'd think a little bit better of a headmaster of an entire wizard's college, but yeah, he's just a little messy, it happens sometimes. As he's skirting through the texts, he pulls out a scroll, and he admires it a little bit confused. Uh, yes, I knew the, the guild would require you guys a final task, but I didn't think it would be this one. I don't, it's, it's very strange. Anyway, come, come closer. As you all know, there are ten tasks that are needed to be guild approved, and you're on your final one, which is exploring a dungeon. It's kind of hard to do nowadays, just find a dungeon, so a lot of them are mapped out and marked specifically by the guild for you all to explore. As Aurelian splays down a map before you, it shows you a nice little trail from where the Wizard's College is all the way down a nice little wooded area to where your dungeon will be. I'm so sorry, I didn't even think to ask. I was so excited by you all being here. Um, who are you? Us? We're adventurers, ain't we? 
Or about to be, anyways. Yeah, we're the next big things. We're the next big things. So you better you better remember what we look like, because uh, you're going to be hearing our, our names in the future. I mean, do you have, like, a fun adventuring party name? Like the High Nine, or the Group of Balance? Those guys, those guys fucking rocked. The Low Sixes? Ah, uh, well. Our, our name. Oh, really? Sh- why, why, why didn't we talk about this beforehand? Honestly. Uh, uh, see, our names, we are. Mork and the Short Bunch. Anyone got. Yeah! Anyone got That's a Mork. better name? I think it's a very appropriate description. Even, even <laughs> your opinions are bland, <laughs> Baldrick. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a very bold assumption. I I think we call ourselves the best. Uh, and best is all capitalized. <laughs> oh, is that an acronym for something? Yeah, it stands for better, ever, super, <laughs> truly. <laughs> the best. With the best. <laughs> all, all right, all right. I see. I see. I see how it is. <laughs> It truly was a wild ride to meet all four of you under these circumstances, and I hope you are able to complete your task of scourging this dungeon. Remember, as adventurers, you don't need to just pillage and destroy everything in the dungeon. Just taking nice notes, uh, cataloging the dungeon itself will be nice enough as is, and you just bring it back to me, and then I'll make sure the guild signs off on it themselves that you guys are an official adventuring party. Hey, yeah, 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 damn knob will do what you ask. <laughs> you just call him a knob? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, like, in charge of your uh, future. You're just a pawn of the system, ain't ya? Uh, lording over all these fancy folks learning what they can while us in the muck can't learn shit. Well, maybe if you had a better education, you'd be better prepared in life. Oh, oh, oh. Now this is why we need systemic change on the ground up to all these ivory towers up here. You see what you started? He's going to talk politics for at least 30 minutes now. (laughs) Sir, it's technically not politics. Statistically, not everybody can afford to go to Yale Wizard School. Baldrick! (laughs) Alright, take the fucking map and go, please. I am... (laughs) <laughs> really disheartened by this first meeting between us. Thank you, kind sir, for the map. The little one with the big arms is fine. The rest of you, ugh. I don't feel like I said anything that was controversial. <laughs> Baldrick, please! <laughs> As Aurelian begins ushering all of you out of his office, <laughs> he suddenly has work to do. <laughs> Goodbye! Well, I think that turned out well, don't you think? Don't you think? No. Oh, no. We got the job, ain't we? I guess. Yeah. Dina was nice enough to take the map uh, from Aurelian Soul's desk before you were all ushered out. <laughs> and as you all stare at it comedically on cam- in the middle of campus, like a bunch of scared freshmen, <laughs> you see <laughs> that there is almost a direct path through the back of camps- campus into a wooded area that will eventually lead you to the dungeon. You should all be dungeoneering. I say we take this super obvious path from the back of the school through the woods to the dungeon where we should be dungeoneering. That's a great idea. 
perfectly logical in my opinion. Damn if it ain't, Will Damn if it ain't. <laughs> As you're trotting through the back of campus, you eventually reach a forested area, most of which is kind of segmented for wizards to prepare larger spells. You see a lot of burnt trees around from some fireballs cast, some zones of electricity that might have singed off a little more than they wanted to. As you're all strutting along, there's a little moment where Baldric ends up trotting a little bit closer to you, Wilbo, as they're continuing along. They're a little separated from the two, but Baldric, you're a little concerned how Wilbo is doing in this small trek across campus in the forested area, as has been. You very much look up to Wilbo and want to make sure that they're doing fine, and you're doing everything you can for them. Uh, sir, little Willie, sir, I just wanted to, um, you know, do a, a status check as we continue along. You know what? I'm pretty good. My feet hurt, but I think I, I, think I got this. We've done nine tasks already, now there's only one left. I think we're gonna be a-okay, Baldrick. And I, I try and pat him on the top of the head. He's probably still, you though, just just a little too tall for me. <laughs> uh, I, I squat down a little bit so that uh, you can actually hit the top, uh, and and so I can feel slightly appreciated. Thanks for the assist. <laughs> like you cut a G. little bit, uh, <laughs> like cut G slap. Uh, <laughs> a little bit further in the forest. Uh, Orc has taken a moment to snap off a pretty thick tree branch as he's fashioning it into a, a quick spear oh, yeah. uh, in which Dinah is kind of watching in a little bit of awe as he does his quick work. Rick, Rick, Rick. Oh, I think that'll... I think this'll do nicely. I can just jab him. He ripped that off like it was a toothpick. I gotta be strong if you're gonna if you gotta make your own tools. You need strength, great arm strength if you're gonna do a well, not just arm strength but your core as well if you're gonna keep it up. And well, you need some good legs too. Looking down, that's your weak little legs. You must teach me your ways. I'll teach it when you're ready. Once. Once you get some muscle from those legs, freakish, I swear. I won't let you down. Oh, good, good. We gotta seize the means of productions ourselves if society is gonna, if them fancy lords are gonna continue lording over us. <laughs> Hoorah! As Dinah quickly begins lunge walking. Uh, to get some more gains in her legs to speed ahead. <laughs> Eventually, the four of you arrive at this little clearing in the forest, almost light beaming down on this stone, marble-esque little figure. You see two little towers of stone, what seemed to used to be an arc in front of a large gate. The gate is rusted uh, and seems as if it's rusted shut. But as you're looking at the map itself, this seems to be the entrance of the dungeon. According to the map, this looks like it's it. Another logical observation. Yes, I, I do agree. Uh, that's a door, ain't it? Thank you, Baldrick. But how are we supposed to get through the gate? Even with threes of us be so small, we can't fit through those bars. I think I got an idea. 
and uh, then is um, with with my mm-hmm. orcish abilities, man. I use my strongest in ox ability uh, to smash through a wall or door. <laughs> okay, yeah. Do you need a roll for that? Uh, it's as it has the two uses on that, so it doesn't look okay. It doesn't look like I need to. It seems like uh, it just happens. <laughs> Wonderful. As that's going on, I would like. Uh, Diana, since you have the map, if you don't mind making a look closely roll for me, using sense. So you roll 2d6 plus sense. Awesome. Okay. A five. Wonderful. I'll you do. don't uh, notice anyway, because Orc is revving up like a cartoon character. His, his legs begin spinning <laughs> around in a little windmill fashion, <laughs> like a bull <laughs> heading towards a matador. You're almost in awe, and the camera follows the map that is wow. dropped. As there's, like, clear instructions written on it that there was, like, a special passphrase you needed to say just to open the door. As Mork to Orc just full runs through the rusted rebar, holding this dungeon shut, <laughs> blasting a cartoonish-sized hole into it. Good thing the biggest one went. It's Orc-shaped, so now all of us can fit through it. What's your cocking at? Let's come on through! <laughs> Are you... you bleeding a little bit? Oh, what? No, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Wait for me, I gotta grab the map! I'm fine, I'm fine. <laughs> there's like, there's a quick pan as Mork turns around and you can see a full <laughs> rebar stuck into his side, unknowing. <laughs> oh, this whole thing. Uh, I got just the thing. As he'll just... <laughs> As you rip it up and just pour some moonshine on the wound. Oh yeah, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) We watch as the moonshine uh, quickly attaches to some of the fungal spores on his side, quickly covering the hole. Wow! (laughs) As you all climb into the hole that Mark has made for you. Was I successfully able to pick the map back up? Or <laughs> um, yeah, You can go back for it. Uh, the map itself truly just leads you to the dungeon itself. There's not too much information about this dungeon. Oh, okay. Uh, but if you want some extra parchment or a fun souvenir scrapbook later, you can. Oh, you know it. I'm, I'm going to grab it. <laughs> I was actually wondering if I could have the other half of that map. I also truly enjoy scrapbooking. Of course! Hands you the other half of the map. <laughs> Thank you. You uh, begin <laughs> descending into the dungeon itself. Uh, eventually, these stairs lead down to a semi-sizable uh, hallway. At the end of the hallway, there's what seemed to be a natural wooden door with a doorknob on it. Now hang on, Mort. I'm a big fan of this door. Perfectly average. Before you bust through it, Mort, let's just try the handle. Are you gonna turn it? Oh, oh. Oh, someone thinks they're up to handles now, do they? Be, be, be more guests then. Go on ahead. Is this door uh, short enough for me to reach the handle? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, <laughs> okay. you, you're able to reach up <laughs> with your tiny legs on your tippy toe, and you jiggle the handle. <laughs> and as the door opens, it reveals that it's just a fucking door. <sighs> Fascinating. Our first step on becoming adventurers, opening doors. Uh, Ninth step, technically there, Willie. Do all four of you enter the door? I I enter the door. I do, yeah. Well, 
I assume I follow after. Oh, the Silver Lord is railroading me to do so. I suppose I will. <laughs> yes, I could. <laughs> you don't have to, Mark. I, I asked. I asked. I go through the door. <laughs> <laughs> and as you do, a stone tablet drops, enclosing you into a new space, barring you from escape. <gasps> it's complete darkness until four torches, blue in flame, light themselves in each of the corners of this room. This room is barren, almost made of the stone that blocks your path. In the center of the room seems to be a pedestal. Upon it, a button. Okay, is, is this gonna be as easy as the door? I'm gonna take a quick look around. Alright, I'd like you to roll again plus sense to look closely for me, Dinah. And I roll two yes. again? Two. Altogether, I rolled a 12. All right. Uh, you very much get to look around with a 12 plus. You get to ask three of the following questions from this list. What is going on here? What do my senses tell me? Is something hidden or out of place? Tell me about blank. How could it hurt me? Tell me about blank. What are they doing? Or what will happen if I blank? First one, what will happen if I push the button? If you push the button... You will be tested. <laughs> what are my senses? Oh, wait, my character voice. I'm sorry. <laughs> what are my senses telling me? You get an eerie and almost anxiety feeling from this room. Um, tell me about the... No, wait, is something hidden? As you notice when you entered the room and were barred entry from the entrance, as you look around, there are no other doors. But... How could this be? This dungeon can't possibly be one room. As you're kind of moving around the room with your fingers to the stone, eventually you reach one on the opposite side of the entrance, where you're able to trace kind of a faint outline in a rectangular shape. Hey y'all, I found a rectangular shape! Maybe the button opens it, but I it gives me anxiety. I mean, what does it? <laughs> Playing devil's advocate, buttons are made to be pressed inherently as a function. Thank you, Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> I truly don't know how I'm going to get through this entire fucking campaign with Baldur. I can't just laugh this entire fucking campaign. <laughs> You'll manage somehow, Dennis. <laughs> are you sure you're feeling all right, sir? It's Baldric, not Britannica. The hell's a Britannica? <laughs> Anyways... I can't even tell a joke. Uh, Mork is going to press the button. <laughs> As Mork presses the button, the torches go out wow. once again. And then along kind of the molding towards the ceiling, you see 12 symbols in a language you've never seen before. They could be characters or signs to something, but they alight with a white fire. Whew. Encyclopedia, you ever seen anything like this before? Well, normal fire isn't white, so I would assume that this is some sort of magic fire. However, the language does not appear to be one that I recognize. And again, it's Baldrick. Great, thank you! One of the flames goes out during that explanation, and now there are only oh. 11 flames left. Alright, this is it. This is a hell. <laughs> Why don't we ch why don't we check that rectangle from earlier? <laughs> See if something did something. What's in it? <laughs> you go and inspect the uh, rectangle as you're all just kind of you're all just kind of fingering divots on a wall. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> luckily, like, Mork is the only one who can reach the top portion, as you're all able to quickly tell that this is a fucking rectangle. I mean, God, two sides are the same length, while two longer sides are the other length. Um, during your investigation, another flame goes out. There are ten white flames and left. And the flames are shaped like symbols, or are there symbols on the The torches? flames are shaped like symbols. Am I able to write these symbols down? Yeah, of course. You can throw it on the back of the map. Various to many. Um, a lot of different curly shapes and rigid pointed Are ones. Are they in touching distance or no? If you got onto Mork's shoulders, yeah, one of you little oh, people Oh yeah, I'll take a risk. <laughs> I'm going to climb up Mork. Uh, first, I'm going to ask for permission. <laughs> Mork, can I climb you? And can you get me to one of those fiery squiggles? Just watch Iggy, but go ahead. All right. And then I... I climb, I climb up, and and then I go up, and I like, I like full palm one, like no restraint. <laughs> As you go to slap one, it disappears, and there are only nine flames left. I don't think this was right. You assume if you if Mork moved a little, you can try to hit the next one. All right, can you can you run in a circle? Let's just touch all of them. I'll just stick my hand out. Let's just touch all of them. Uh, as uh, Mork <laughs> bears down and begins running along the side of the wall so Wilbo can touch them. As your hand graces the fire, there's no pain. It, As you pass through it, it just feels like some admittance of light. Uh, Alright. And after you're done touching them all, another light goes out. There's only eight. Maybe we should hit the button again? Go for it. <laughs> See if it re- resets it? Buttons technically do have a function to be pressed more than once, so I do support the idea of pressing the button. Am I able to reach the button? <laughs> you uh, stand on your tippy toes, and you're able to slap the button. Sure. Uh, as you do. This is something we'll need to ask for every damn thing if people are tall enough for it. <laughs> But yeah, we'll assume from now on that the world of Ari is very accessible that's, that's nice to tiny it. people. You, know, you don't always get that, so that's nice. Yeah, accessibility. As you slap the button, the 12 flames go out. The torches kick back on. The torches kick off. The room is dark again. And the 12 flames ignite again. Interesting. Oh. My analysis is telling me that this could work Resets as a reset. The time or don't it? This is hypothesis one. Oh, I was just saying that, Baldrick. You got, you got, you gotta listen up to people, Baldrick. Jeez. What is hypothesis two? We need to test more theories. Great. Great. Thank you. <laughs> as you guys discuss testing more theories, one of the lights <laughs> go out. There's eleven uh, lights left. I. Re- I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hit this button like as many times as I can. The lights go off as if you guys are at a rave. As the torches kick off and on, the lights go on and off. Flash warning in general to anyone watching this scene. Eventually. The lights go off for a very long time. Mork's covering his little eyes. (laughs) (laughs) And then when the... In the succession that he's hitting the buttons, the pattern would dictate that the 12 lights turn on. Instead, only three of them do. And now the symbols are red. I think I might have fucked us. Oh, that's no good. (laughs) Sorry. 
And <laughs> as you guys are watching these three symbols, you can watch almost in real time as the flame itself is beginning to undo itself, as if the letter was being erased out. So you can kind of watch the time as the third red light begins to undo itself into nothingness. Sir Little Willy, sir, um, hypothesis number two, this is not a reset button. At least we did more tests, so... <laughs> are the torches accessible? Uh, the torches are more kite. Not accessible, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, may, uh, Orc, may I, may I use my, uh, moo, or move uh cunning as can be to uh look closely without needing to roll in order to get one question asked yeah of course which question would you like to ask i'd like to ask is something hidden or out of place if so what looks suspicious it truly is the button the door and the lights but as everyone's freaking out watching the now two symbols that are only left aflame Mork, you're able to once again finger the divots of the rectangle <laughs> as you notice the top divots, the only ones you could reach, are starting to separate a little bit more. At first, oh, you could only kind of feel them with your fingertips. Now you could easily slide in like the first knuckles of your digits into those holes. <laughs> oh, this dang thing opens, don't it? <laughs> as you'll go ahead and pull it out. <laughs> As you begin kind of just jamming your fingers into the small hole going yep. along. My, my hands are too big! There's one symbol left, and your fingers are a little caught as you're getting to the hand portion, uh, the palm of your hand. Now there is only one red flame alight. I'm starting to think that this was maybe just a timer? Just a countdown till we begin our dungeon? Open the door! I'll run it on grandma. <laughs> you all begin climbing up Mork to get your grubby little hands <laughs> into the doors. <laughs> As the final red flame dims out, the room goes dark again, the torches kick back on, and almost if, if your strength had nothing to do with it, this rectangle shape moves down into the earth itself, and a doorway has opened up. Hey, uh, so what's the hypothesis, Baldrick? There are no more hypotheses. Um, this is actually the end result of the experiment. Both hypotheses turned out to be incorrect. Great. Yay, Mork, open the door! Good job, team, good job. We, we made it so far. The quest? Uh, let's let's keep, keep up the hustle. Let's go! <laughs> As you begin heading through another hallway, it quickly juts out into a fork. You can either continue oh, straight hell. down the hallway, or make oh. a move to the left. Oh, damn. Oh, feels like we've got to explore everything, don't we? <laughs> That's what real adventurers do. So, you thinking what I'm thinking? Yes, there's a 50-50 probability of picking the correct pathway. You were not thinking what I was thinking. I was just going to say left. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I imagine Wilbo's cartwheeling during most of his dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> just in and out of frame. So that's what they were And we could go to the... Always. Oh, we could <laughs> <laughs> As the cartoon character he is. I also think left is more adventurous. Ah, 
There we go, there we go, let's go left then. As you begin heading left, you're quickly met with another door with a handle on it. I tried the first one, someone else go. Back to the first test of being an adventurer. Baldrick, open the door. (laughs) Uh, I walk up to the door and I try to turn the handle. You turn the handle and you're met with like a quick, not resistance, like a force on the other side of the door as if something's trying to get out. As you hear a sound, it's almost like hissing, uh, almost like a rush of something. And quickly you realize that sand is starting to pour out of the room a little bit. I, I, I quickly try to reshut the door. <laughs> uh, you reshut the door and you, you realize it's like, like a handful of sand come, came out. It's almost as, as if the sand was poorly placed against the door and it's not like a mummy level of sand rushing out. <laughs> uh, I, I, this is this has freaked me out, even though it's only a, a handful. Um, so I'm I'm back against the door, like still trying to keep this thing shut, even though it's perfectly shut on its own. And I'm just uh, staring at Sir Little Willie, uh, uh, looking for direction on what I am supposed to are do. You, are you afraid of sand? I mean, I only met one person ever afraid of sand in my life, and his name was Anakin or something. I don't remember. He always talked about that we hated sand at length. Uh, he was kind of, he was, he was really whiny. Just open the door, please. <laughs> I'm dying inside. As I, as I turn around to reopen the door, I look at Sir Little Willie and I'm like, hate is a very powerful word. Uh, I prefer dislike. <laughs> and I open it, uh, all the way. I just open the door all the way. You open the door all the way and just a little more sand creeps in. As you kind of head through the doorway itself, you realize that the floor of the next room just seems to be covered in sand. Oh, watch out, Baldrick! The sand might get you. Uh, I, 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 I take a step into the room uh, to try to show oh, that no. I'm not a scaredy cat, so I fully enter the room. <laughs> <laughs> Baldrick, you enter the room first to show that you're not a scaredy cat. There you go, Baldrick. There, there they go. <laughs> As you turn around to show how brave Baldrick is, four bars of thick length shoot up from the doorway, splitting you from the party. Oh no! (laughs) Baldrick! Statistically speaking, this probably isn't the best event that could have just happened. And as you're saying that, Baldrick, I want you to roll plus grace for a getaway roll for me. That's 11. All right. As you quickly adjust your footing, you know, as is Baldrick's way, they always need to make sure they're flat-footed against everything. So as they're moving their feet around, they're noticing the sand is shifting quite a little bit. As you're able to move a couple steps back, and the rest of the party, Baldrick kind of moves into the shadows of the room and is quickly replaced by a hand, skeletal in nature, reaching out from the sand below, and then placing its palm firmly down, and then pushing itself up until another hand emerges through, as a full skelly boy comes out of the sand itself. Uh, I I would like to look closely at my surroundings. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course, roll plus sense for me. 
Uh, that's eight. You get to ask the three questions. What's going on here? What do my senses tell me? Is something hidden or out of place here? Tell me about blank. How could it hurt me? How could it help me? Tell me about blank. What are they doing? What will they do next? Or what will happen if I blank? I get three of these? Yeah. Okay. Um, tell me about this skeleton. How could it help me? Yeah, so you're not very well versed on skeletons of nature, but as the logical person that Baldrick is, like, they can obviously be reasoned with. They always, everyone wants a tete-a-tete, don't they, Baldrick? Everyone is always down to debate you at any moment of the day, as is your right, <laughs> as a tiny milk toast person. <laughs> So, they could help you if you just find a way to reason with them. Okay, is something hidden or out of place? Yeah, as you notice there are the shifting that made you move in the first place. Uh, You're a little bit further in the middle of the room, but you can sense two other shifting positions, one to your right and one to your left. Okay, do I have to ask the third question if I don't know? Okay. You do not. Yeah, if you've got nothing left, you're set. Uh, okay, I'll just ask, what do my senses tell me? Uh, your senses tell you initially that you're not safe, (laughs) seeing animated bone jutting through the ground, and then feeling two more tremors surrounding you. Not the best feeling. Okay, I I would like to try to talk sense to this skeleton. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Go ahead and roll plus either grace, sense, or wisdom. How are? What is your argument here? Um, my, my argument is that basically I'm I'm gonna speak with conviction for this skeleton to help me out of what currently seems like a dangerous situation. Um, and to let my friends. Well, actually, I guess I, I don't know if I know this. If I'm trying to get my friends into this room, or if I'm trying to leave this room i think i'm trying to get my friends into this room uh yeah um okay uh also safely so i'm basically my argument is i'm trying to befriend the skeleton (laughs) okay that works for me uh so roll plus sense because you're detailing your plan and what the skeleton's role is all right that's a seven (laughs) all right uh this uh skeleton begins approaching you as you can like feel the shifting sands as two other skelly boys begin raising through the sands themselves. Uh, as the skeleton is approaching you, what do you say to the skeleton? I go, uh, hello, former being. Uh, I was curious as to if you would be willing to renegotiate your current position and allow my friend acquaintances into uh, this room with us so that we may proceed, uh, as we have no reason to interact with you at the moment. The skeleton comes up to you, and you watch as its bony fingers wrap around the collar of your little vest and bring you up to their bony height as the jaw begins unhinging a little bit as sand pours out of it. Falling Damn. to the sandy floor beneath it. <coughs> <coughs> yeah, I think we could do that. <laughs> well, you, 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 your friends definitely don't want to come in here, though. This is like a pit trap. Me and my boys got lost in here a while ago while we were checking out this dungeon. And yeah, we have spent our eternity here. 
the sand like eats all of his skin and then turns uh, you into right an to be in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for confirming my hypothesis. Uh, and I appreciate your hospitality in the death trap room. <laughs> How do I get these bars to go down so that I can leave politely? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we had learned in our eternity here that there's like a magic phrase you can say to most of the doors in this dungeon that open them up. I mean, you must have used it to get into this dungeon in the first place, right? You know the magic woods, right? Uh, I have to say that we have not confirmed nor denied Maybe your the half of the map has it. Maybe your half of the map has it on there. I would like I'll look to, at mine. I would like to pull my map out. Uh, and, um... And, and turn it around um, and show it to the skeleton. <laughs> and be like, would you possibly be able to point me in the correct direction of this password? Oh, yeah, that looks something. I know this this temple is like an old temple of man. So there's an old men language in there. Uh, it looks like you've got about half of it. Is this half uh, of a map? for my scrapbooking collection. My friend on the other side of the gate has the other half. We're both avid scrapbookers. We just learned that about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. As the other two skeleton bros uh, come up to the gate, and they're just like, Oh, sir, dude, are you guys adventurers? Uh-huh, uh-huh. As they're, like, peeking through yeah, the little wait, slats. Wait, wait. We're almost about to be it. This is the last job until uh-huh. part of the guild. Oh, that's what's up, that's what's up. We were in the guild, too, and then we, we like, died in here. Sucks. Yeah, yeah, that's how it goes. That's how it goes. Um, Can you, you want to take the other half of yeah. the map to a friend in there? Is that cool? Oh no, we would just we haven't talked to other beings besides ourselves in centuries, uh, so we're just like. Although yeah, yeah, although, yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. No, it's cool though. Yeah, you do what you need to do. I guess it's uh, fine. Whatever. What's what's <laughs> your they, name? They kind of head back dejected. <laughs> as <laughs> oh, oh, he turns around excited. Oh, I'm I'm Damon. This is Philip, and uh, our, our main homie, our leader over there, our big dude, um, Atrox. Uh, I, uh. <laughs> As Atrox comes over with <laughs> Baldric in hand, carrying him, <laughs> swaddled almost like a baby. Uh, it seems you guys have uh, two separate halves of a map that we kind of need. Uh, so if you don't mind, you can just kind of. Baldrick will put his half through the little slat, and then you can put your half through the little slat. I hold up my half. <laughs> I hold up my half. You guys half. reach, and the map joins together as Aatrox looks at the map and begins speaking in an ancient tongue of men. His eye sockets begin glowing as the four steel beams that are barring everyone from being with each other drop down. Oh. Well, thank you. So, sup? <laughs> yeah, what's up, dude? Right. <laughs> what phrase did we hear? Did yeah, it's, down? um, yeah, you write down the phrase. It's not important. I'm not going to detail the whole entire language for this campaign. Oh, oh okay, okay. It's open <laughs> I thought we'd have to remember it. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. All right, well, uh, thank you very much. Um, you should definitely just go straight down this hallway. There's nothing in there besides the sand that eats you and turns uh. you into a skeleton. So don't fuck with that room. Are y'all able to leave that room? Yeah, we'll just go out through the door. Did you guys, like, take forever with the button puzzle, uh. too? 
Oh. No, we got it pretty yeah, quick. It turns out the way to solve it is just to hit the button as many times as you can. And then wait. To clarify, the button was not a reset button. We did test that hypothesis. That's not. smart. That's smart. Um, well, uh, yeah. Anyway, we're going to go back out. Uh, thank you so much for freeing yeah. us. I hope we don't head out there and then, like, sunlight deanimates us and we're forever dead. That's my hopes, at least. Cool. Well, good luck! I don't often hope things, but I do hope that for you as well, Mr. Atrox. <laughs> Alright, well, deuces, little homes. one manner of speaking, at least. Alright. Deuces! Uh, Alright, let's not get focused on mortality right now. <laughs> as the skeleton bros high-five and then head off to their <laughs> uncertain doom or prosper. <laughs> uh, I would assume you guys uh, head straight down the hallway this time. Yeah. <laughs> As you do, you come to a spiral staircase that begins leading you guys up and up for quite some time. It feels like stories you guys are climbing. Uh, eventually, you reach a little hatch to the top of you. You've reached a little, essentially, the roof of the dungeon. And there's now just a hatch above you guys. That's what I'm best at. As he lifts up the hatch. (laughs) You lift up the hatch as a little safety rope pops up from you opening it to allow you guys to climb up the extra, like, four feet uh, into a room above you all. Ooh, four feet. That's a lot of feet. Uh, That that ain't nothing. (laughs) As more climbs, it's... (laughs) You climb up into a new room that seems very different from the rest of the dungeons. It's kind of, the dungeon seemed carved out of it, kind of rudimentary stone. Now you're in a decrepit, decayed marble setting. You find that what you're standing upon is a moth-eaten rug of royal scents. It's red, there are what used to be gold inlays and trims along the rug. And as you move around you, you see banners, missing pieces, and torches that haven't been lit in what seems like some time. Turn around from the entrance you came in, and you see this grand table-like structure. It's a round table with many seats of varying height around the table, giving people a different heights access to this table. And at the very south side of the table, you see a grand throne. Makes sense. That's so Gets shouldn't... on sitting in the throne! Runs to the <laughs> As you... <laughs> There's like a set of stairs along the side of all the seats so people can have access to them. So you run around this flight of stairs and sit in the throne. And from your vantage point now, Dinah, you can see that there seems to be a bunch of stuff in the corner, but it's hard to make out from your new vantage position. Hey, there's a lot of stuff in that corner. I think we should look at it. A fancy throne gives the lie that all those sitting there are equals. The throne and the whole table should be torn apart. Don't it? Wait, what's over there? <laughs> Mork will investigate what's in the corner. <laughs> you head to the corner, Mark. As you see, it seems to be what used to be a study, but one of the walls is broken way. So through the throne room, you can see straight into the study. In the study, you see various books upon wooden and oaken tables. And the main thing that caught Dinah's eye is that there's a gold inlay and trimmed 
treasure chest. I suggest we don't touch the treasure chest quite yet. It's just a treasure chest, ain't it? I want to look around the study. You look around the study and you find multiple books and journals. They seem to be of olden tongue, some reaching into a more bit of common that you would know. But they all seem to be about an ancient king. Can we make out a, the name of the king? Or is it like so unrecognizable that we're like, I don't even it know. It seems as you're trying to get through most of the language, you're able to decode most of it. And like you can tell this is about a king who had a grand council once. And since then, the king was dissolved. But every time you get to like what would seem like a proper noun for a name. Scratched out. This has some real scratch the eyes out of your ex's photos vibe going on with these journals. Now, when it says that the king was dissolved, like the the king is still around, or that any mention, or that the king is has disappeared, and any future mention of them in in the past is 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 all X'd out. Am I? Is that how it's read? Yeah, all of the names are scratched out, so you, the, the mention of what the king's name is scratched out, but there gets to be a point where the council disagrees with the king, the king goes on a righteous journey, quote-unquote, and then there seems to be nothing past that. And as far as dates are concerned, the okay. last entry okay. was about a uh. century ago. Can I take the book with the last entry yeah, and keep it for my scrapbook? <laughs> good found yes. poetry you can do there. <laughs> Baldrick sees that she's taking something for her scrapbook, and I would uh, like to take one of the other books that just has one of the stories in it, so that really? I also have something Baldrick, to put Baldrick, in my please, Baldrick, please, God, do yours, and I'll get back to Baldrick. I, I was gonna say that while everyone's looking at the books, uh, I have a I have a feat or move called Little yeah. Folk, which <laughs> is I can do something sneaky while no yep. one is looking for a courage yep. roll, and then like no one might be able to do it. I want to sneak over to the treasure chest and like peek <laughs> inside of it while everyone's going through the journals. Right. Uh, go ahead and roll <laughs> plus courage for me. While that's happening, Baldrick, as you're finding that journal for your scrapbook. You open one at random, and inside of it is a finely woven of silver necklace that seems almost brand new, hidden amongst this dusted and old book. Um, I, I don't think I touch it. I think I, I keep it in the pages of the book, Ooh. and I show it to my... Oh, wow. Companions. <laughs> so as you're about to turn around, what do you roll? Kishan? I rolled, a, I rolled a five in total. <laughs> I literally rolled a two There's a, a comedic one. moment as Baldrick swivels on their heels. You hear an as they swivel around as you all catch, you all catch Wilbo Yo, opening the chest it itself. <laughs> oh, little Willie. What'd you guys find? Uh, I found a silver necklace. It was in the book. I think I, I start putting it back on. Because... <laughs> oh, come on, you found that necklace. It's yours, champ. Where the dang thing? Okay, 
Uh, this is my this is my wanting to yeah. live up to Mord's expectations. Uh, I, I take a, a really deep breath and I go. I think because I was holding the book and it turned to this page that the necklace technically belongs to me, um, <laughs> and I would like to keep it for my scrapbook. Okay, thank you. And then I'm going to shut the book and walk <laughs> away and 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 put it with my other things. <laughs> As you uh, begin walking <laughs> away with the necklace technically in your ownership, I want you to roll plus sense for me, Adam. Well, that's one way of thinking about it, I guess. Eleven. As Wilbo just goes straight back to the chest again, it opens again. Uh, Dinah and Mork hilariously fight in as you're digging through the chest to see what you can find. It's a bunch of old, rusted weapons, uh, gold and ignits that wouldn't even be taken at your local inn right now. It's all ancient. But we switch back to you, Baldric, as you're kind of looking around. You look at the notebook, and you try to take a good look around at the hallway itself. And just for an instant, you see something. You see a figure before you that comes and goes before you can truly recognize what's happening, but your mind stops in time almost. You see a figure that has two halos above its head, a hair of flame, what looks like either fingers or flesh spiral around it like a pinwheel, four wings jetting out from its back. The section where its eyes should be all you see is motion, and a mouth that smiles with too many teeth, to a chiseled eight back and deep V into a cloth that covers its loins, and you hear a whisper that no one else can hear. Be not afraid, child. And then the figure's gone. I'm gonna speak out loud, kind of subconsciously, and go... Arguably, I'm very afraid right now. Uh, <laughs> um, Why did you did you see some sand? <laughs> As Wilbo, who has pocketed a pocket of sand, tosses it <laughs> in Baldur's face. As you all have completely. You spend another hour in the throne room seeing what you can find. There's nothing else of note. As you guys realized, you have explored the extent of the entire dungeon. You take note of it and head back to Yale Wizards Evocation School <laughs> as you meet up with another disgruntled Aurelian soul uh, who begrudgingly stamps that you've finished your tenth and final task to become a full adventuring guild as he once again just doesn't even want to take the time to talk to you guys, ushers you back out of the office. <laughs> as you're uh, standing there, kind of with a feeling of vindication, you guys are now an official guild-approved adventuring party. You have your chance of becoming one of the greats and one of the heroes from now on. A tiny little corgi, out of frame, begins running up to you guys. He's brown with white fur, uh, and just the cutest, roundest ears. And as you notice, there is a letter strapped to a little compartment on his back. Well, there, little fella. I ignore the letter and pet him. <laughs> you, you pet the very, very good boy as he wags his tail. 
what little stub of a tail he has. ignores the dog completely, and while the other ones are petting, takes the letter. <laughs> you take the letter, and you can tell already it has <laughs> it has a wax seal from the guild itself. Iggy, wake up! There's a corgi here! <laughs> As uh, Iggy pops out, and he's uh. like, oh, that's cool. And then pops back into your spory self as you open up the sealed letter from the guild it's a welcoming letter you guys are now an official adventuring party and they've already got your first job ready for you it's a continent away so you guys might need ship fare as the guild lists out various portsmiths out in portsmith that you might be able to use next time on the guild Ooh. Be gay Roll dice an LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.